Hello, this is Ken, your podcast preacher. Welcome back to my podcast, Deep Waters. This podcast is brought to you by Applied Strengths Ministry, where we believe working together in our strengths is the effect of working out the will and calling of God in and through our lives. The title of this message is Drama, Drama, Drama. You're too over the top. So this is going to be an experiment in sound effects. I wanted the message to be more serious, but no, seriously, more on that later. And we'll have a surprise for the listeners of this message, which is that my first book has been accepted by a publisher as of August 31st, 2023. What this means is that the ministry will begin to prepare material that will help to equip you for the work of ministry and to help you settle into being a disciple and being a disciple that will reproduce disciples. Matthew 28:19. For those of you that think God cannot use you for what you don't have, Just kill those thoughts and listen to his voice for your ministry and start running. No, but okay. So you can walk the first five steps. Then you can move to a brisk walk, then a jog. Then when you are ready or not, a full blown sprint. Time is a ticking and we don't have much of that left when you compare it to eternity. No opportunities lost in our generation, right? The overly dramatic ministry of Jesus, right? Oh boy, this is going to be good for those of you that don't like heavenly party poppers. In other words, you hear stuff that is so far beyond anything you have been taught in church that you think that the guy who is sharing that stuff, as you imagine him standing next to John the Baptizer, eating crickets and suckers, as one who was far from the quiet, peaceful heaven that you imagine. But listen, they call Jesus crazy, and Paul was told that he was out of his mind due to looking into this God stuff with every fiber of his being. And what of the apostles who were killed because they were so, so, so disruptive to the prevailing cult and religious cultures of the day? Oh, I would name all the false gods, false religions and cults of those days, but no need as we have found a way to add volume to that mess through our own getting sideways in this relationship with God stuff versus religion with God stuff. Acts 26, 24. Now as he thus made his defense, Thetis said with a loud voice, Paul, you are beside yourself. Much learning is driving you mad. Mark 3, 20, 21. Then the multitude came together again, so that they could not so much as eat bread. But when his own people heard about this, they went out to lay hold of him, for they said, He is out of his mind. Acts 12:15. But they said to her, You are beside yourself. Yet she kept insisting that it was so. So they said, It's his angel. Okay, so you want to know how to be labeled by the God-ignorant peeps? Just start pursuing God with everything in you. Begin to equip the saints for the work of ministry and make them disciples, teaching them also to make disciples. And tell someone you have seen an angel. Can you imagine if Mary had told anyone but Elizabeth and her husband, maybe her parents, but maybe not, that she had had a discussion with Gabriel, the messenger angel, and he said that the Holy Spirit was going to get her pregnant with one man. But now wait a minute. This, about this story, which is but just one in the Bible, and oh, you know, Christians would never be the same if the church could get the full revelation of what happened in Mary's tiny Flintstone house. So, but before we even look at the shofar drop, look at the craziness of this story that Mary had to sit on. If the people were told this story, they would have made Mary use non-salon hair products the rest of her living days. So you see, crazy did run in the family of Jesus. But so now if it wasn't mind-bending enough to have FaceTimed an angel, and I've heard him said what he said, but then as he was walking towards the door, ducking so as to get out without incurring any head trauma, 
He whispers and says, and he will be Jesus, the Savior of the world. Believe you me, this is a conversation that only took place once in the forever of mankind. Let it be as you say, she said. Confirmation of crazy was in the very statement. Matthew 1, 18, 23. Is this how the statement, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree, came into being? You see now that kingdom craziness, and too many of you are not used to that sort of behavior. And because we have our own thoughts about how things should be when God's presence touches down on this dirt ball and brings it to life, all manner of crazy kingdom stuff happens. And then the real craziness begins with the religiously straight-laced, because they are not inclined to believe that the kingdom is at all different than their religious beliefs. So they begin to manifest religious rulemaking and making seriously false accusations against things that they know not of. I just mentioned this in my last message, which is at the Bible, specifically Isaiah and Malachi, where it was prophetically spoken that Jesus was getting ready to come down to earth and be named Jesus, and then to die for the sins of the whole world by becoming the sins of the whole world, and taking that as well as every curse associated with it, which, in its time, would be launched out against mankind whenever we sinned, be it individually or corporately like America and its church is doing today. Okay, Ken, you know we need some support for all of what you just stated right then and there. Okay, Isaiah 9, 6. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder, and his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. I always like to point out that Isaiah states is and not will be, although his role will be, but his birth was already. Ah, that's for another time. Isaiah 7.14 Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and shall call his name Emmanuel. I wonder where that sign is. <laughs> Malachi 3.1 Behold, I send my messenger, and he will prepare the way before me. And the Lord, whom you seek, will suddenly come to his temple, even the messenger of the covenant, in whom you delight. Behold, he is coming, says the Lord of hosts. Okay, so you don't even have to be saved to see that there is something big here that is happening. How can all of these things have come to pass in this one child? They, meaning every generation up till his birth, read these scriptures, and in anticipation, they were waiting. One generation after another. Bob, Jim, Sally, Lee, Bukiah, <laughs> and all and everyone was waiting their entire life. For Jesus to get up from heaven and say, it is time. Imagine, so there he is sitting on his couch eating his TV dinner, nibbling on that apple spice dessert that tastes like the aluminum it was cooked in. And his heart leapt at the father's call to fulfill a 700-year-old humanity thirst for a deliverer. And there he went as the heavenly host followed him this far and no further. Matthew 2.1 now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem. Only the angels and heavenly hosts, along with the Father, and the great cloud of witnesses could have celebrated sufficiently enough at the birth and the sight of our Jesus going from his seat in heaven to the very earth, in and through humanity, that he created. I could go long into this journey and prove that Jesus was very busy, 
though trying to convince a humanity that did not get the revelation from Isaiah and Malachi that he was coming, and also that he was doing the works that he proved that he was God, in God, from God, before the beginning, after the end, that he was a long-awaited one that their, their, their scrolls had talked about. Oh, I bet they wore them out, lambskins and all, when he showed up and made such comments that he was the one in whom they had been waiting for. Bet? Let's go to Luke for the inside story. Luke 4, 14, 30. Then Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit to Galilee, and news of him went out throughout all the surrounding region. And he taught in their synagogues, being glorified by all. So he came to Nazareth, where he had been brought up. And, as his custom was, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day, and stood up to read. As he was handed the book of the prophet Isaiah, and when he had opened the book, he found the place where it was written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. Then he closed the book, and he gave it back to the attendant and sat down. And the eyes of all who were in the synagogue were fixed on him. And he began to say to them, Today, this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. Now I know some of you want to know what it really says in Isaiah. So let's look at it in the 700-year-old scroll that Jesus quoted. <laughs> Think about that for a minute. So you've had countless conversations with Isaiah in heaven. And then after he has told you, the you being Jesus, all of the scriptures and prophetic words verbatim, he finally gets to quote some of your work. This is how Isaiah said it. Isaiah 61.6 The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me, because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of the prison to those who were bound. What? 700 years of every bit of all of creation waiting as they knew the prophetic word had yet to be fulfilled. And then, even the thunder had to send up a shout to every universe that the Son of God and the Son of Man had gone to earth to cover his future bride in his blood, that she would be pure, wrinkle-free, and blameless, and but that she would also be found, after he left his example for her to follow, that she would be doing all that he did and more, concurrently making herself ready for his return. She was to be in hot pursuit of the groom, of all grooms manifesting his very fruit and attributes to the rest of humanity that remained and that would come after he left this planet. All the soccer fans in the world who have ever existed could not release a shout that this event is so very worthy of. Nope, it's not possible. Okay, so but before I get too lost from my original message, which is to prove the craziness for our salvation and all that that entails, I should be share my thoughts about what it must have been like to walk with the one and only God on this planet. Let's wrap up Luke's story and get with it. Verse 22. So all bore witness to him and marveled at the gracious words which were proceeded out of his mouth. And they said, Is this not Joseph's son? He said to them, You will surely say this proverb to me. Physician, heal yourself. Whatever we have heard done in Capernaum, do also here in your country. Then he said, Assuredly I say to you, no prophet is accepted in his own country. 
But I tell you, many widows were in Israel in the days of Elijah, when the heaven was shut up three years and six months, and there was a great famine throughout all the land. But to none of them was Elijah sent, except to Zarephath in the region of Sidon, to a woman who was a widow. And many lepers were in Israel in the time of Elijah the prophet, and none of them were cleansed except Nahum the Syrian. So all those in the synagogue, when they heard these things, were filled with wrath, and rose up and thrust him out of the city. And they led him to the brow of the hill on which their city was built, that they might throw him down over the cliff. Then passing through the midst of them, he went his way. Not bad for a first message, right? Our Lord reveals who he is, and the first thing we can do is think about how we can kill him. Oh, believe you me, if you were in that crowd, you would have done the same thing. Okay, so I leave the rest of that event for you to look at later. But we'll highlight the crazy thing that really occurred so that you see Jesus was no religious nut, but represented every personality ever created. Yes, he had every talent theme ever identified, and walked in every spiritual gift and office available now to us, his bride. He passed right through them like Casper the ghost. Yep, in verse 30 we see he is untouchable by any religious nut, and by any and all demonic hordes, trying to stir up his non-bridelets to take him out before his time. Okay, so well, and this is the reason I started this message. It began while I was driving to my son's house to go and look at some kayaks in Roseville. Yep, and well, you see, it stemmed from an argument that I was having with an imaginary crowd in my head, who, after listening to my podcast, had stated, as Jesus was now becoming a new famous through it, that I was a lunatic for saying the things that I was saying, and that I was just another one of those who got sideways. By the way, if you want to buy a kayak that goes forwards, backwards, and sideways, you will pay more for it than for one that just goes forwards and backwards. I don't know why I threw that in there. Maybe it was to set the thing straight using a boat. (laughs) But so now, anyway, when someone from the crowd, and yes, it is usually somebody from the church crowd, that feels the need to set all of Satan's kids straight, they post, he is off. (laughs) Again, but no. Who do these people think that they are talking to when they point out the crazy religious person? who cannot be proven wrong in his assessments of the seasons and the times. You see, Satan tried to pull out the Bible to square Jesus away in the desert, and found that he was no competition for the Word of God. I know, like triple dog dare you dumb, right? No, when these peeps who don't know what the revelation of God is, come against a real and authentic servant of God, they usually leave the scriptures at home, as they are just like their father who was a liar from the beginning. And so why should they be any different? It seems like humanity today is as thirsty for any good lie as they might be for the truth. And while I say it might be, because the word is pure in truth and unbendable by a true saying of God. And there are so few who say they believe, that they desire the pure milk of the word, let alone someone who is lost on this rock without no spiritual GPS. 1 Peter 2.2 So that is some insight into how I ended up reflecting on the following story which can be found in Luke 7, 11, 17. I would have included it here, but I want you to focus on listening to my rendition, as I think it is more entertaining. And although God is not a boaster about what he does, as he is the I am no boaster dude, I can embellish the story as it brings him glory, not often attributed to him. So as an example and a peek into the story before we begin, is that when God walked, 
if he ever had a place to do so before he created stuff, like planets and universes and stuff, he had no enemies that would draw out the wrath and champion of who he is. I mean, if we are more than conquerors, what does that make him? Romans 8.37 Let's enter into this with our minds creatively open. So we drone in on Jesus and his guys sitting on a pile of rocks out in the middle of nowhere. As you can imagine, 2,000 years ago, there was a lot of open fields of nowheres. And well, as they sat there talking to one another about Jesus and his teaching, the miracles that he was committing, and the deliverances and healings that were taking place from town to town, they can hear an ever-so-small jingle of a bell. As seconds passed, they noticed that the jingle was ever-increasing in volume, and they could even hear some very faint, what sounded like crying. Yes, it was crying. And as they turned to see the sound, to borrow a line out of Revelation, they, just over the crest of this small hill, could see a small crowd of people. And it looked as though they were carrying a box. And initially they thought maybe Jesus has ordered something from Amazon. But he, that is Jesus, in a silent observance, shook his head as if to say, No, it wasn't me. Check with Peter. He is always ordering fishing gear. And so, but no, the disciples could see that it was a casket that they were carrying. Well, as the disciples are talking about the event and the people in the crowd, seeing if they could recognize anyone from their Facebook page, the drone pans in on Jesus. Now Jesus is seen looking down at his feet, and due to technology today, we can now see his thoughts, and so we thought we would express those here, in this story. Jesus was thinking, wow, these feet of mine are dirty. And suddenly, because God does move like that sometimes, he can be seen saying underneath his breath, hey dirt, get off my feet. And in a flash, all of the dust just slid off. and return back to earth from whence it came. And but then he can be seen looking up suddenly at the funeral procession that is walking in the open fields, where there are no cities at this time. And as the drone pans in on his eyes, they look like they are a burning bronzy fire. And then he, in one motion, is found standing up suddenly. He turns towards that funeral procession with intent and purpose. And he begins walking towards the crowd with every step he takes. The dirt splashes on his feet, then swiftly runs off his feet, running back to the earth, just before the next step. And but with each step he takes, a thunder is heard, but only in heaven. No one else has any idea as to what is happening in this moment. The dust is asking itself, what is the meaning of this? Whose feet are we washing? Whose feet are these the feet of? As the dust puff, puff, puffs. Wash, wash, wash. As he is walking towards that casket with all intent of doing something, and his disciples jumping off the rocks to follow him, unaware of what it is to take 
or even is taking place with each step that he takes. As they are walking, they begin to ask each other, what does he plan on doing? Is he going to help them carry the box? If they could have only heard what was happening in the fourth dimension and see the battle that was raging as Michael was warring against a demonic horde that had initially taken the man's life. Swords clashing. Devils crying out. And yes, somehow a train had gotten into the mix. Sparks flying, one clang bang against another. Yeah, but nobody knew that this was happening other than Jesus himself. And he simply knew because, well, he was in faith. He is faith. He was shrouded in a cloud of faith. The kind of faith that was about to take this man and bring him back to life. Now the battle is raging. As all of this is going on, he finally suddenly gets up to the box while all hell is breaking loose. And now just at the crescendo, there is so much vibration in the fourth dimension that when he touches the box, the man's soul, which had left him days ago, comes shooting out of nowhere, out of the land where souls go when they leave the body. As it bursts through from the fourth dimension, back into the third dimension, and like a falling star, it shoots through the casket with such force that the man's body jerks and trembles. And if you listen carefully, you can hear him making some noise. Now the box was hit with so much force that they almost dropped the box. Now it was but at this time that Jesus could be heard praying, Father, is this the right casket? Is that a baby in there? Is this a joke? What will the mother say when she finds out that she has to start all over again? <laughs> the father, seeing that Jesus was distressed, changed the baby back into a man. <laughs> so now Jesus, being not just a little concerned at the father's prank, placed his ear on the box before opening it and heard another voice. And so Jesus could be seen standing aside and praying again. But this time the crowd could hear what sounded like laughter from heaven. <laughs> Jesus was heard saying, Okay, Father, it is enough. <laughs> and the voice and the laughter dissipates. The dust settles down, the thundering stops, and the swords return to their sheaths. The miracle has been complete and the battle once again has been won by our Lord and Savior. Now all this kidding aside, is this not the ministry that we all walk in? Are we not to turn the world upside down? Is it that we're not prepared for these kind of events? which only follow the sold-out Christian who is completely and totally unabated in his pursuit of God and his will? Can we be doing more to get ready for his return? Do you hear the swords and thunder, see angels, manifest signs, miracles, and wonders? If not, you should read your Bible and find out why you should and how you should. In closing, 
I leave you with possibly a more accurate account of the events that took place that day. But remember, God even created imagination. Luke 7, 11, 17. Now it happened the day after that he went into a city called Nain, and many of his disciples went with him, and a large crowd. And when he came near the gate of the city, behold, a dead man was being carried out, the only son of his mother, and she was a widow. And a large crowd from the city was with her. When the Lord saw her, he had compassion on her and said to her, Do not weep. Then he came and touched the open coffin, and those who carried him stood still. And he said, Young man, I say to you, arise. So he who was dead sat up and began to speak, and he presented him to his mother. Then fear came upon all, and they glorified God, saying, A great prophet has risen among us, and God has visited his people. And this report about him went throughout all Judea and all the surrounding region. Well, I'm not sure if I address the crazy label placed on those who are running for God. But if anything, I hope you see that, well, there are missing parts to these stories in the Bible. And although God created and used humor, we really do miss the excitement of what is taking place both on earth and in heaven when God is working. Be crazy for God. This way, when you hear someone use that word, you will just turn and reply, How may I be of service? Well, that's it for today. Remember, it's not what you find wrong or disagree with regarding these messages, but what you can take away from it. Together we can do more to impact the kingdom than if we work alone. Let's flip the script and kill, still, and destroy the works of the enemy and create space for the light of light to shine through into people's lives. Together we can do more to impact the kingdom than if we work alone. Let's flip the script and kill, still, and destroy the works of the enemy and create space for the light of life to shine through into people's lives. Plant a seed and click on the like and subscribe button. Let's build this ministry together. Thanks and see you next time in deep waters.